It's time we venture into the world of fairies again. Guys, welcome to the Messed Up at Midnight podcast, the show that's all sparkles and sunshine to mask the crippling self-doubt and seasonal depression. I'm your host, Max Steele, and as always, I'm joined by our very own Manic Fairy Dream Boy. It's Michael Flaherty, everybody. I've got the pixie cut that Jennifer, that not Jennifer, freaking Natalie Portman has in Garden State. I've got my fairy wings. I've got my SAD, and I'm listening to the shins, baby. We're ready to get sad and glittery. Listen, it's it's been a time during Barbie month. It's it it's been a it's, time. It was. It was. But now we're on the downward trajectory, and we thought we'd finish off the Barbie marathon by looking at a trilogy of movies here. And the first one we're going to be talking about today is the 2005 computer animated fantasy thing, Barbie Fairytopia. It's about a fairy without wings and her weird, demented, chungus, Furby sidekick who have to save the land of Fairytopia from the evil fairy Laverna. Mike, what did you think of this movie? Oh my God. If... If if mid but not painfully mid was a movie, it was this. This is not Island Princess mid. That is still the the peak of mid. Mm-hmm. But damn, this is right there with Nutcracker Man, where it's just mm-hmm. like I, I I was watching it the entire time. Every beat was expected. No character was outwardly the most despicable in some way, shape, or form. Every character was. Right at a 3.5 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Like, it is, you know, Bibble haunts me and is gross and weird. Uh, but yeah, the rest of them, I'm like, I'm like, mm, you are saying things and they relate to the bad guy. <laughs> Listen, the thing about Bibble and a larger problem with this movie is the animation. And, you know, we've talked about the animation, about the Barbie movie animation ad nauseum. But the animation specifically here, there is just so much shit in this movie that haunts my nightmares. Like we got the fairy sprites, we got the trolls, we got the tree elves, and we got just, again, those random frames here and there that you just look at and you're like, that's fucking terrifying. Mike, what do you, what did you think about that? Well, I, I have to agree with you. Like there are certain creatures <laughs> that would just make the brothers grim blush like uh like the goblins who like help out like they're they're weird looking but you know I'm, i was like ah they're but they're supposed to be bad guys so i'm like yeah you guys mission accomplished the bad mm-hmm. guys look weird the characters that i think stuck out most clearly in my head are like bibbles and the flower creatures in the first part of the movie it's i don't know i they're 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 just i i got i got more to say about these freaking fire creatures man they they essentially think of the sunflower bit that we did in thumbelina but what if they had hands and had baby faces where the sunflower seeds should be it's fucking weird and i don't like it yeah and let's not forget the tree elves that look like what is it what's that cookie mascot the fucking the fucking a keebler 
like cookie oh yeah elves. they look yeah the keeper elves exactly the keebler like elves. oh my god it's i love the i love the keebler elves in this movie because they quite literally look like they just took mushrooms because their eyes are so dilated and huge like it's so it's so comically haunting again the animation in this movie is just so bad it's amazing mm-hmm. and i want to talk i want to spend some time here talking a little bit about Bibble. This character, again, is a Chungus Furby and is the prime example of, you've heard me talk about like the animal slash baby character that you have in, you know, an, an, a, ch- a kid's movie. Uh, Bibble is a fucking prime example of that because this man contributes absolutely nothing to the plot. And they will do like cutaway gags with him, like, you know, getting you know running into a tree or getting into shenanigans and it's just not funny it's they they wanted bibbles to be like i don't know the animated equivalent of uh uh sid from ice age or like uh if we're going for a live action we can go for like zach galifranakis just Mm -hmm. as a human it's it's (laughs) they wanted him to be something but all they did was they didn't give him any ability to quip. So all he does is he babbles like Donnie from the wild thornberries and looks, it cr- looks creepy. And there's no endearing thing that he does in the movie that makes you go, Oh, it's all just levels of eh, to like, from like, Oh my God, you're going to haunt my nightmares to, you know, <laughs> like it's just that varying they wanted to give Bibble his own, like, you know, spinoff series. And then they released the movie and they were like, oh, no. It's I. <laughs> it's the Bibble's adventures in Fairytopia. They were like, it's going to do fucking gangbusters. And then there's just a wet fart and everyone's complaining about how creepy Bibble's is. They're like, oh, oh, shit. Yeah. We, you know, the, the whole the whole lawsuit with, you know, kids having nightmares about Bibble infiltrating their minds and I don't know, eating all of their cereal oh my, and mac and cheese. Like you make him sound like Gengar, like from Pokemon, <laughs> where it's just his whole it's Bibble's whole thing is just to serve as a propaganda machine and just to like eat away at your dreams. Nah, man, Bibble is uh is Freddy Krueger. You just see him turn around the corner with with the hat and the glove. You're I like, just welcome to prime idea. time, bitch. Yeah, I just, I just love the idea. It's just Barbie just sleeping on her bed, and you just see Bibbles as he's like sleeping. He just slowly morphs, and you see his little paws like grow to like knives and fingers, and he just like turns <laughs> like you're in hell, bitch. Speaking of Barbie, and you know some of the characters in. This movie, Fairytopia, let's talk about them. We have another Mary Sue lead, except this time Barbie doesn't have wings. And that's supposed to make her interesting, you see, (laughs) except for the fact that she's like, you know, really good at parkour and gliding. She can get around (laughs) just fine and doesn't really face that many issues other than some people being like, oh, you suck, girl. I love that. She's she's got parkour, she's got crazy grip strength. She can outrun flying things. Like she's she's like she she's the equivalent it's the equivalent of going like I mean, yeah, you're Usain Bolt in every way, but I mean, 
you st- you still can't fly. You're like, I just, you're like, I feel like there are significant benefits outside of the fact that she can't fly. But all right, cool. Yeah, whatever. And lastly, before we go on to our drinks, I do want to at least mention that Barbie Fairytopia is the first movie in the series of Barbie animated movies. This was the first one to feature an original storyline. So it wasn't based off of like, uh, the Nutcracker or the Prince or the Prince and the Pop or an existing property. This was their first attempt at going off and doing their own thing. But I ask, is this movie that original to begin with? No, no, no it is no. not. No, absolutely not. No, hell no. Because <laughs> we were able to just sit down and I, as I was watching it, I was like, OK, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. I literally like could watch this movie on like 2x speed and just be like, yep. Got it. Got just you get the whole absolutely. Thing. You could just watch it like a zoomer watching a TikTok. You just got Subway Surfers and Family Guy in either corner. <laughs> you just watching this movie on two x speed. You're like, yeah, I, I get the gist. So, guys, let's get to the ever most important question we have here on this podcast, Mike. If Barbie Fairytopia was a drink, what would it be and why? All right, everybody. Grab two ounces of pink Whitney and let's get it out of the get out of the way. All right, pour in the pink Whitney because Barbie is in it and there is pink. Okay, cool. Moving forward, uh, we have a lot of green, a lot of greenery, lots of greenery. It's bar. Uh, what I'm noticing now in the Barbie movies is that at least the fairy based ones, if it's bad there's a strong chance it's going to be green. Mm -hmm. If it's bad, you bet your ass there's going to be greenery involved. They may have other primary colors based by movie, but you bet your sweet ass they're going to put green in there. So let's just get some lime juice, but no, not some fresh tart lime juice. Just push away some of like the plastic bottles and see the one that's green and shaped like a lime that you would get from department stores when you were a kid. Pull that out, crack that open, and just squeeze in about an ounce of some old lime juice. Okay. Next, let's look at... Let's look at the the fairies themselves. We have dandelion. And we have the other fairies that aren't named Dandelion. And the other mystical creatures that aren't like the important, the seven important ones. They're here. They say phrases to Barbie. And they and they are in fact, they do in fact have screen time around Barbie. Mm-hmm. They have added things. They haven't been offensively bad. But they haven't really added a shit ton. So let's just grab a, grab a dragon fruit. Ripe or unripe, who knows? Uh, put it in, make a simple syrup with it. Pour it in, pour in three quarters of an ounce. Is it going to be good? Who knows? Is it going to be bad? Probably not. You know, syrup with fruit. So it's probably going to be decent. But who knows how it's going to work? But all right, three quarters of an ounce of dragon fruit. Next, we have the big seven. These are the people who are like, they're the game changer fairies in the world. We uh, and, and and like Laverna and everyone else. It's these are the fairies that are you know the the ones that have powers and actually matter to the story. Let's 
They are there, and they do make moves. Again, though, they're not exactly game changers. They're not doing a whole lot past participating in the basic beats and plots of, you know, she's a princess and a fairy. So grab some Orjo. Put a quarter ounce of it in. Is it good? Yeah, of course it is. On its own, yeah. But um, does it fit in this? Eh. Again, it's a syrup. <laughs> All right. And now, finally, we want to have this. I, I wanted to signify the animation horrors in this one. See, in the other ones, we have cracked jokes about how this is bad. Oh my God, it's so terrible. Oh, and then we would always equate it to some her heinous thing. I'm going to put my foot down here and say the most heinous looking things come from this movie. Mm -hmm. There are other movies that are poor, worsely animated, but there's the most heinousness from specific characters from this movie. So with that, Normally, I'd say crack a nice egg white in there, give it a quick shake, and all that. But no, I want you to crack open a can of chickpeas and put the chickpea juice in there. Because, oh. I don't know if you know this, Max, but chickpea juice actually frothes, froths, much not dissimilar to uh, egg whites. So, uh. get a nice head with that chickpea juice. And I want you, because this movie is about fairies, you know, it's about fairies. I want you to take a glass, do an absinthe rinse, pour in your concoction into the absinthe rinse glass. And that's my cocktail. Absinthe rinse. Now we got to have Nick Cage as a fairy in this movie. Nick Cage, Nick Cage is Laverna the fairy. <laughs> I'm like, please make that happen. But the chickpea juice. <laughs> the chickpea it's, juice. That's it's, what the it's fuck? Heinous. It's heinous. Yeah, very. Very. <laughs> you damn right. Hell yeah. <laughs> Pink Whitney Orjo, limes, and then just fucking chickpea juice. Don't forget the dragon fruit oh, syrup. And, and the how how could I forget the dragon <laughs> yeah, how could fruit, you? the most sensible thing in that drink? <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, so Mike, sure, fuck it. Great. So my drink, again, similar to Mike, two ounces of Pink Whitney. But I want to say, hold on the edible glitter for now. You'll you'll be adding that in just a little bit later. Okay. So we have a flower thing with this movie. They're flower fairies, you see. And a lot of our side characters are like, you know, either flower or fairy related. So let's go get some creme de violet that we, you know, have from some of our previous drinks. Let's go two ounces of that. And one issue with this movie that I didn't address is the multiple, like, sidekick type characters that get introduced and at this point i'm mainly talking about dandelion and hugh the butterfly with just human limbs which i want to get to talking about him later uh they get introduced like halfway through the movie and then they just kind of fuck off and like do nothing for the rest of it and it's not just them it's like a lot of characters with this movie so for dandelion you may need to go out out hunting for this one or you might have to make it yourself Go grab an ounce of dandelion liqueur. And again, like I said, if you can't find it, I've, I've found ways you can make it. I'm not going to teach it to you. Go go look it up. You're an adult. Just don't poison yourself. You'll be fine. 
for Hugh, again, the warrior butterfly, I guess. For I guess for him, like grab an ounce of butterfly botanical liqueur. We're getting very flowery with this one. And we, of course, have our main sidekick, Bibble. And the dude is like so obnoxious. And he just kind of goes on like a six-year-old who just chugged his third bottle of Prime and is on the verge of a heart attack. So for Bibble, go grab yourself some blue raspberry Prime and toss in two ounces of that into your drink. Oh, no, Bibble, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, with his size, he's going to have a heart attack after like half of one of those. <laughs> he's he's, he's going to go film a dead guy in the woods. <laughs> And lastly, we have our animation here. It's, uh, you know, particularly nightmare inducing, like Mike said, with, you know, some of the characters and entities we have, like flower spirits, trolls, a bibble. So for that, go grab your favorite CBD uh, brand of choice and just drop in however many drops your heart tells you to drop in. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I forgot the edible glitter. How could I forget? This is a this is a Barbie. This is one of my Barbie movie cocktails. How could I forget? So since this is a fairy movie, and it's particularly sparkly here, add in some extra heaping portions of edible glitter. You don't want it like mud with your drink, but like, you know, a couple of steps back from there. Make it extra sparkly. And yeah, that's the drink. <laughs> Yippee. Sparkly dandelion syrup with creme de violet and pink Whitney and prime. Oh my god. Blue raspberry the flavored. The fact that you equated Bibble to, to Logan Paul is just hell yeah, man. Am it's, I wrong? <laughs> it's I could I could hear I could hear Bibble just sit there and just scream low gang as he's like running, as he's like fluttering around. It's, it's, it's weirdly fitting. It's weirdly fitting. It's I max good cocktail as always. Damn yours is yours. I feel like is more out there in terms of flavors. You know, I can really see Bibble uh, making a cryptocurrency and then scamming people out of $1.5 million. Allegedly, oh. allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> Bibble coin. <laughs> Hold up, we're starting our own crypto cryptocurrency. Copyright, copyright, trademark, trademark. Fucking Bibble coin. It's the worst pump and dump. <laughs> All right, guys, go get your cryptocurrency and your fucking prime energy, and let's talk about the first Barbie Fairytopia. So we open on Rainbow and Exposition. Just through the rainbow, from the world we know, lies Fairytopia. And we see the land of Fairytopia, a land of giant flowers, fairies, green hills, and fairy dust. And we see fairies just flying around and existing, I guess. And when I was writing this, I thought there would be like a whole like opening title scene and a monologue about backstory. I thought we'd get something, but it's just been minutes of stills from the fairy world. So I'm, you, you just get this. And then we go to Alina. Uh, sorry, this version's Barbie lying on a flower and looking up at her fairy friends who wave down to her. <laughs> but these other fairies, they're not fairies. They're actually pixies. And they fly they're actually down. dicks. <laughs> they're what? They're dicks? Yeah. <laughs> just dicks I, flying in the sky. Oh, no. I'm, I'm, okay, I bet they were mean. But they, yeah, no, they're just disembodied penises. <laughs> just fluttering about. <laughs> 
I just, I just, man, the world beyond the rainbow is just really half baked. Is it just, Barbie's, Barbie's sitting there just going like, going like, oh, I wish I could fly. Just see, just a, just, just a black fluttering penis just go by and just belittle Barbie as it's fluttering by. It's the world of a Jonah Hill's notebook from Superbad with yeah, all the extra in it. It's, it's just oh my god oh my god it's very topia but it's just dicks phallic topia um so yeah uh the other uh, these pixies they fly down and they roast alina for not having wings and you know she really should try wings and things and guess they're not her friends and yeah the other fairies laugh and then the chungus furby cryptocurrency pump and dumper named bibble says things the other fairies, they continue to roast Selena and then get swept away by her friend Dandelion's wings. Then Dandelion says the other fairies said they should go home because something bad is happening in the magic meadow. Shitty slapstick humor with Bibble that acts it's, as a family guy cutaway. It's it, That's my favorite. That's my favorite is they're literally Dandelion is like, hey, stop. A plot device furthering the story. This is Joseph Campbell's hero call to action. And Barbie's like, hold that thought. Um, this is just like that time I was at X's house. And then she just throws a freaking baseball at people. <laughs> and you're just like, okay. And they go, hmm. Back to the story. <laughs> yeah, it's just so fucking dumb because like Bibble flies over to these demonic hellspawn flower sprites because he knocked over Gone, like yeah. a fucking seed pod. And then Barbie just turns into Shohai Otani and just fucking beams it at Bibble, <laughs> causing just... like knock back into a fucking flower. She she knocks it back like an like an anime villain. Like I was half expecting Bibble to just make a crater in the tree and then just get out and just go, it's finally getting interesting. <laughs> okay. So who do you think has the better fast pitch fucking baseball bat guy? Um, fucking Barbie here. And then there was, I know we, I know we talked about baseball in another one of these Barbie movies, which one, which one was I, it? Geez, oh my God. I, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> what is wait i i got i'm putting my money on barbie right now all i gotta say is maybe it's recency bias but barbie over here is like freaking mike trout like she is just she is just sending them <laughs> listen man this is what happens when you pitch you around <laughs> damn it dad so yeah the pixies return and drops some exposition that Topaz has been kidnapped, which I guess is a really big deal. Oh, and no one ever even told the Enchantress. So the Pixies are like, we don't want to see you get kidnapped by Laverna. So the Pixies fly off. Alina and Dandelion drop exposition. I'm like, are you sure Laverna is real? And then Dandelion flies off, leaving Alina. Then we cut away. Alina enters her flower home that she talks to like a fucking person. And then monologues to herself about the events that literally just happened. She is shocked that Topaz is, dude. In case, in case the four-year-olds who just got distracted, she goes, "Hmm, all right, gang. Here's what happened so far." Listen, man, you got you got to keep them up to date. Like they, their their attention span. Like you said, if they don't have the fucking subway surfers and Family Guy next to it, they're just gonna forget about it in like the next like twenty seconds. Dog, literally, absolutely. So uh, Alina's shocked that Topaz is kidnapped because, you know, she's a guardian and can't possibly get kidnapped. And then we cut to 
an evil lair surrounded by cacti and it's green. <laughs> it's, and it's in New Mexico. And you just see Sagaro cactuses just out in the corner. And then you just see a fucking RV drive over and they're selling blue meth out of it. And it's, <laughs> it's Walter not- White and Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> I just love the idea. It's just like there you just see you just see Laverna as she's like sitting there like holding Topaz hostage and she just turns and just knocks on the door and you just see Jesse Pinkman just open up the door and just like they just do the little like handshake trade off with that you do when you're buying when you're buying weed and she just is like back to what I was saying and she like pockets it. Listen, man, like I, I when I first saw Laverna, I was like, she looks like she smokes crystal meth. Makes perfect sense. Hell yeah. Exactly. I got crystal methany vibes. <laughs> so up in the evil lair, we see Topaz. She stands surrounded by some force field. Also, be remiss if I didn't mention, Topaz has an obnoxious voice. I can't oh stand it. Oh my god, I I love Topaz's voice. She's supposed to be the guardian of uh, Barbie's neighborhood, and I shit you not, she sounds she sounds like she sounds like your mom doing an impression of Squidward. Oh, like God. it is just it's just the most obnoxious, just crap. <laughs> it's so funny. It's amazing. So then Laverna appears. She has green hair, and then Topaz wants her freedom, but Laverna's like, huh, no. So Laverna's goal is she exposes she does exposition goal is to kidnap all the other guardians so she can take over fairy topia and they're all but topaz says they're not going to do it because they're all loyal to the enchantress but laverna thought of that and calls out her henchmen we get six troll looking things which reveals some evil potion that can weaken every flying creature in fairy topia if they breathe it they will lose their power powerpoint transition laverna shows topaz that her minions are flying around and spreading this potion over the land with this potion that all the fairies will fall and die then laverna is going to be the one to save them and all of fairy topia will love her for it then we come back to alina's home bibble wakes her up and speaks gibberish and you know something's not quite right they go outside and sees all the flowers dying and then fucking dandelion appears out of nowhere. It's like it's like only like them two that live in this fucking area. I, that's my favorite thing is like it's supposed to be based off of the context clues you the viewer are given. You go, oh, she's in like, I don't know, a, their version of the city or like the suburbs or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just you see a lot of flower houses around and you literally see the two of them. No one else is confused. Everyone else is just like, well, all right, this is the end times. And have locked themselves away. So then Dandelion appears again and drops exposition about everything and no one being able to fly. They could go see the closest guardian, Azura, but she's all the way in fairy town. If they don't go, bad things will happen to the flowers. And Alina thinks she's like the main character or some shit being like, I think I need to go to fairy town. I can it's, save us. Gosh, I love it. that. This is it's. it's she gets the she gets the uh, main character energy that white women who have more than six hundred followers on Instagram have, where they're just like, "This is my calling. I I I am needed." <laughs> yeah, it's like Dandelion comes in, is like, "Listen, the trip is going to take just like hours, even like by flying." And she's like, "I'm Usain Bolt, motherfucker," and just fucking starts <laughs> sprinting. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, she just sits there and goes, "Well, like she goes, well, it takes hours by flying." Four hours, you said? Three hours. Call me Sonic the Hedgehog, baby. 
<laughs> so then Bibble will uh, go with Alina. Oh, joy. And then Dandelion says she'll go too. So the three venture off. And we get a montage of them walking through fields, then flowers, then more fields. Really I'd, exciting was, set dressing here. It's a great set dressing. I don't know. I just saw a group of three goes marching to like a different place with the word fairy in it. All like. All I thought was the fucking Shrek transition. And I was like, where is the proclaimers when you need them? <laughs> where is Shrek when you need him, man? Abs- <laughs> I need I need Laverna to get Shreked. No, I'm not going to make that joke. Uh, so, <laughs> so the two come outside. Of, <laughs> You're like, there's a rule 34 for that. I'm just going to listen. Sometimes you just got to keep your mouth shut. So, so the three come outside of... I thought they were going to say the name of this evil forest, but they just enter it without any explanation. (laughs) Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, they just sit there and they go, ooh, the evil forest. Oh, no. And then they just walk in. So in the evil forest, we see that they're scared, but everything has a green haze over it. But Dandelion tries to fly up and see if she can see where they are. She spots something, a clearing, but the green mist surrounds her and then Dandelion falls down. Well, not really. She just kind of like floats to the ground. And then Alina checks on Dandelion, who isn't feeling good. Then Alina tells Dandelion to go home. But Dandelion says, listen, I'll I'll just walk with you just like you. But, you know, Dandelion has to make it back or her mom would be really mad on a mission to protect your home. And you're like, well, my mom said I can't be out past. I love that. I, I do love that. I do love that. It's. Also, I love the implication that Barbie's either that. Okay. A lot of implications here. One dandelion is like living with her Bob, which fine, whatever. That's, that's pretty inconsequential. Mm-hmm. Then Barbie either. We have not seen Barbie's mom indicating she's either a grown woman, hang out with someone who lives with her parents. Again, no judgments. Yeah. Or Barbie's just Barbie's parents just don't exist. Barbie is Barbie an orphan and barbie's like well i don't have parents so i can do what i want (laughs) that's barbie she doesn't have any parents (laughs) yeah exactly you need you you need parents in your life to get wings and that's why she doesn't have them (laughs) so oh yeah so the two break curl code and then go their separate ways and not in a fun journey way oh and bibble is also staying with alina yay back with laverna she's kidnapped ruby another guardian of the galaxy i guess then Ruby's like, the Enchantress will never let you get away with this. Oh, and also the Enchantress is Laverna's sister. That We, we kind of just glossed over that at the beginning. But the Enchantress has been placed in a slumber by Laverna, who like roofied her or some shit. And she then, did. She just straight up roofied her. That's my favorite. They're like, they're like, oh no, is that her? And she's like, yeah, she's just sleeping. And it's so I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, dog, she got roofied. Her own sister roofied her. Damn. <laughs> So we cut back to Alina entering some giant flower field again with Bibble the Hell Spawn. So then Alina's like, after the hedgerow, they say fairy wings will guide your way, but there aren't any fairies to be seen. Then after Alina does some parkour, she finds herself on top of a flower and then sees some wings looking stuff on to- on uh, top of a flower. And then this takes Alina to some cave in a flower. She walks down a path to reveal some giant city hall and alina encounters quill some government fairy who's like city hall is closed and then quill reveals that azura isn't even in basically tells alina to like hey fuck off i mean he's a government employee what can you expect i love that i love that he's he's literally just a bureaucrat and all he does is go like mm, she can't see anyone today guess i have to fuck yourself <laughs> it's like going like, to the dmv he's just like i'm sorry, I'm sorry so you got to come back you have the wrong form 
I love that. Oh, he quite literally is just, sorry, sir, you have to go to the back of the line. That's the D12. You need the D19. She's <laughs> like, motherfucker. <laughs> I love the idea. As the secretary goes, sir, don't get snippy with me, all right? <laughs> then some other fairy named Larkspur arrives, and Quill tells Larkspur exposition to tell Azura immediately. So what does Alina do? She follows Larkspur outside, but she can't fly, so she finds herself on a steep cliff above some water, what does she do? She grabs a fucking flower and then like hang glides with it. Again, she she's basically like a super Great spy without time. wings. She is quite literally. She is she's 007 up in here. She can run crazy fast. She's got nutty grip strength. Like I'm telling you. So Alina finds Azura's Azura's house, and outside Alina tries to figure out a plan to get around the guards outside. What does she do? She just kind of like, I don't fucking know, tiptoes around and hides under flowers. We Inside the house, Larkspur tells Azura the exposition. Larkspur leaves and then Azura spots Alina from the inside of the house. Azura is like, hey, I, I fucking see you. Like, you know, you just, 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 just come on in. They have a rainbow. Like uh, she, Azura sees that Alina's eyes have a rainbow glow, which startles her. And she's like, okay, I got to start being nice to this person. Then let's I'd Alina say- in. <laughs> Yeah, and you, the viewer, get no context on this. All all Azura does is look. She sees a tw- like a rainbow twinkle in Barbie's eyes and goes, mm. "Hell yeah, she's she's cool. She's cool. She's on the list. All right, she's bring her it. in." Yeah, she, 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 she's. Just, I just love the idea. It's just like just like in Fairy Secret, like she just throws up Wu Tang. <laughs> Listen, just she just throws up the pride flag. And, oh, just, and they're like, okay, come on, come on. Yeah, exactly. She just blue tags and then like Azura throws up the pride flag. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah, all right, cool, cool. We're good. So inside her house, Azura offers Alina food and water. And Alina and Azura sit at a dinner table. And Alina's like, hey, this table is set for everyone. Where are they? Then Azura brushes past the question quickly, then dives into exposition about the rainbow in the eye and how it's a sign of great things. Bibble also falls asleep and clips through a table. Azura offers Alina place to sleep and she knows exactly what to do about the magic meadow later while alina's in bed azura checks on her alina is worried about her flower azura says that all of fairy topia is in danger because of laverna azura is leaving in the morning to speak with a dryad named dahlia who lives in the wildering wood she used to follow laverna and might know how to stop her if you're wondering if this is a direct quote from the movie the answer is yes. I literally just oh my god it from the movie. That's what same, we call exposition same, dumping. Literally the same riveting tale. My god, it is. It, this movie does have its moments. It doesn't exposition dump a, a ton, mm-hmm. but there are like three specific moments where it's just an exposition, just 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 faucet. Mm-hmm. Where they just let it loose for a little bit, then tighten it back up. And they're like, all right, all right, all right, not too much. Here's the information you need. A little bit more, a little bit more. A little, okay, and you're good. Yeah, exactly. There's no, it's no drip feed. You don't, you don't slowly get it. It's just all at once. So then Azura asks Alina for a favor to hold on to Azura's necklace. Alina's hesitant, but Azura wants the necklace to stay safe. There's no other way. Azura wants to protect her friend. Uh, oh, Sorry. Not if I want to keep my friends from harm. It's a sacrifice I'm willing to make for them. And then Alina says, it's for the friends you haven't met yet. That's that's going to be a constant theme. It's like, oh, they're not your friends yet. They're just, they're, they're not the friends you, 
they're not the friends you have right now, which they're just <laughs> friends you haven't met yet. It's I feel like that's I feel like that's the the bar, bar for bar pray like words that a mom tells her son who's just like is so whack and no kid wants to hang out with. It was like they're just friends you haven't met yet. All right. It's like you like, thanks, mom, but still not working out for me. All right. And that's the same thing that Mike's mom told him when he was younger. Oh, it's okay. It's okay, buddy. I, I, I'm still here. I just, I, I use, I'm going to go cry under the bleachers at my old high school. We didn't have bleachers. That is true. We didn't even have bleachers. We just had a hill. So, Azura, so uh, yeah, Azura tucks Selena in. And then the next day, Azura flies in watching a sleeping bar uh, bibble. Azura you know, wakes <laughs> sleeping parfait. <laughs> Sorry, that's a different uh, fairy tale that they're going to be ripping off. <laughs> I just like the idea. She's just staring at Barbie as she's just sitting there with like a knife, just like just slowly, just like brushing it against her chin. <laughs> so then Azura wakes Bibble up, and Azura asks Bibble for a favor. Bibble must go find Hugh. He lives south, and when Bibble finds him, he is to give Hugh a scroll. He'll know what to do. So Bibble flies off. Alina's still asleep, and then Azura goes to leave, but fungus one of the one of the trolls from earlier not like a giant <laughs> mushroom or something i he just is there it's a giant fungus just shows up and he's just like fucking ding, ding dong i'm here it's a me mario <laughs> yeah, it's, oh my god you just get a crossover and it's key with mike and key michael key is toad oh god just showing up <laughs> so then later alina wakes up and sees that she's all alone now Looks outside to see the guards all tied up. She puts two and two together. She's like, oh, no, Azura must have been taken by Laverna. Then Quill from earlier enters and thinks Alina had something to do with Azura's disappearance. Alina's like, I'm heading out and just fucking leaves. So Alina This dude is whack. He takes his government job way too seriously. Yeah, like, who's this guy? I guess, you know what? Okay, hindsight 2020. This is like the equivalent of like the secretary Mm -hmm. just finding the governor missing and you're in his office. So, I mean, you know, hindsight 2020. It's probably a bad look. So outside Azura's house, Alina is like trying to get, get away and is on a ledge. She's about to get cornered when the creepy fucking butterfly with human legs and feet comes out of nowhere and is like, come on, no expl- no, no time to explain. Get in. Then Quill tries to grab Alina and <laughs> Alina falls, but the creepy fucking butterfly catches Alina. Yeah, it's Hugh. I I love this. I love Hugh's intro because it's literally just just barbie fighting against a fucking narc and then just the butterflies like hop on and barbie's like nope stranger danger i'll take it with the i'll take it with the keebler elf and then she just as she's squaring up he's like sorry bitch we're going i said get on so the three fly off and alina tells Hugh to go to the wildering wood to see the dryad dahlia so that's where they end up flying off to but first, we've got to go back to Laverna. She's giving a lesson. Also, there are two other guardians now held captive. It's just, you know, a comedy scene here. Azura enters. Laverna explains her plan. Once I kidnap all the guardians, I'll suck the power from the necklaces the Enchantress gave you and then transfer those power to me. But Azura doesn't have her necklace. Laverna's pissed off and is like, where is it? Laverna asks Fungus where her necklace is. And Azura trolls Laverna. The troll says he remembers seeing the necklace on Alina. Azura does more trolling. Laverna's like, a fairy without wings, a fairy like that could destroy everybody. And Laverna tells Fungus to go tell all the creatures to get that fairy. 
so many opportunities for exposition of what the hell this, why this is important. The one exposition that matters, but no, they're just going to be like, mm, it's important. <laughs> Go get her. You're like, all right. You're like it's you're literally just chasing down just some person, some dude. Yeah, it's it's the equivalent of going of going like, mm, sorry, it's in the hands of someone who drives a 1997 gray Toyota Corolla, and you're like, no, go get him. And you're like, I feel like I feel like elaboration is in is in order. No, no, we're just okay, cool. We're just mad. All right. So back with Alina and the creepy fucking butterfly. They fly above some river, but Laverna's minions are close behind. Then later we see Bibble tell Alina something's not right. It's the minions. They turn around. It's like firebirds. We get a chase scene with Hugh, the creepy butterfly, and these firebirds. And the chase scene goes on. They enter some cave, then exit. The firebirds hit a rock and explode. One down, two to go. Then Hugh flies down a waterfall. And then... Your Majesty, there's been a second Firebird. Oh no! <laughs> it's just Laverne as George W. Bush. No, it's just exactly. You just see Bib. It's just Bibble turning to to. Oh no! Wait, no. <laughs> wait. Oh no! It's Fungus turning to Laverna, and Laverne is just Bush. <laughs> it's, it's with it's, green it's, hair. Yeah, exactly. It's your Highness, a second Firebird has just hit the rocks. <laughs> So then we randomly cut to naturally three mermaids just hanging out. I just, just just chilling, just chilling. They they literally got some Bob Marley playing and they're relaxing by the pool. I mean, dude. I mean, I wish I was doing that. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. So Prince Nalu is a mermaid. He just vibes with these other two mermaids, just, you know, chilling. Then this gets interrupted by Hugh. Then Hugh and Alina land on some, like, you know, land. And Nalu yells at Hugh being like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Then sees Alina and is like, hey, how's it going? I, I do love that. He's about to, like, tear the tear Hugh a new one. And then he just turns and goes like, Mm-hmm. Oh shit! You had to make me act up, <laughs> and just starts rubbing his hands together. <laughs> Let's see if I if I got Riz. Did I, did I use that right? Did I use that right? Exactly. Did I use Riz right. <laughs> Am I with it? Am I with the shits? <laughs> I don't know, guys. It was just my birthday like a few days ago, so I'm like still trying to like. <laughs> you're you're, you're <laughs> in your Am millennial cool phase. You're in your millennial phase now. <laughs> So exposition turns out this river leads to a dead end. The firebirds, the firebirds are still there. You know, there's like, oh, well, we'll have to wait out the firebirds. They won't fly down to water. It's bad for them. But then the firebirds are like, yeah, fuck this and start flying down. Nalu then gives all of them some seaweed that allow Alina and the gang to breathe underwater. So they eat it. And then we they swim underwater and we get a scene where they're all waving to the mermaids. And it's it is it's utterly pointless. It is completely pointless. Uh I'm not exactly sure what they were expecting out of this. Um setting up yeah, for a sequel, was... maybe? Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe. Mm-hmm. There is one called Mermaidia, so like, eh? Huh? Maybe he makes a return. Maybe, maybe, maybe the maybe the Rizzler himself <laughs> shows back up. Okay, we're gonna be covering Mermaidia next, so if he's in there, we're calling him the Rizzler. <laughs> He's the Rizzler, hell yeah. So later out of the water, Alina thanks Nalu, and Nalu gives directions to the wandering wood. He's sad to see Alina go and hopes you know they'll see each other again. Then we go to even later, where Hugh, Alina, and Bibble, they fly into the wildering wood. It's basically just like these giant plants that like, I don't know, it looks like an N64 Pandora. 
from Avatar. Yeah, exactly. Dude, straight up. I was about to say Star Wars, but honestly, Pandora makes more sense. So the sickness is apparently really bad here, and it starts affecting Hugh, and he stumbles in his flight, and Alina tells Hugh to land, and Hugh is like, it's my job to get you to Dahlia, but Alina's like, fucking land right now. <laughs> so then on the ground, Alina gets off Hugh, and then Hugh is concerned about Alina, you know, he offers to go with her, Alina's like, hey, I can go alone. So then she just kind of fucks off, leaving Bibble and Hugh, while she goes and does parkour on trees and shit, and then eventually runs into the fucking cracked out Keebler elves just dropping out of a tree. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. Take it away, buddy. Dude, they just fucking drop down and look at them. We'll just look at uh, Alina with wide eyes and just like, hi, kids. Do you like violence? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, straight. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm I'm taking a moment here. I'm taking a moment here, everybody. Okay. Straight up. These elves look like the Keebler elves that got kicked out because they were putting that because they were lacing some of the cookies with anthrax. Like it was, it's just they look, their eyes are dilated to the size of freaking dinner plates and they just and they rhyme. That's the worst part is they rhyme. So they're walking around and Barbie's like, who are you? And they're like, who are we? We are three. Three is one and one are we. And you're like, oh my God, I hate you. I hate all of you so much. <laughs> so these happy trolls just like dance away and are like, we know the woods. And then Alina's like, hey, can, can, can you take me to see Dahlia? And the trolls are like, you know, sure. And then they just kind of like these two cracked out elves that look like they're trying to like force feed you fudge strips or just wandering through these pixelated just- woods. <laughs> I love it. I love it. One Barbie is just like, hmm, you all look sane and hinged. All right. Can you take me to this person who's vital? They're like, absolutely. And I just say they're like, it would be at this point where I would, I feel like they would turn a corner and just turn. And as I'm like turning the corner, they would just turn and blow crack dust in my eyes and just be like, hmm, well, welcome to the club, asshole. And they just like scamper away. You know, I feel like that these crack elves are like what people who've like never been around a child thinks what kids are. If that exactly. makes any sense. Absolutely. Uh, you know, dude, you know, that is what, that is absolutely what they think. Like, so then later rhyming, they're just fucking rhyming and just ca- generally causing chaos and being a nuisance. I just love the, I just love the idea of just some, some person in their late twenties, early thirties, just being like, "Oh, can't stand kids," and people are like, "Oh, you're not interested in kids," and they're like, "No, no, I just, I just, I couldn't stand the rhyming," and they're like, "Huh?" What? <laughs> <laughs> just couldn't do the rhyming. So then later, the trolls are just like, "Yep, we're here," but it just looks like the same shit. Alina starts getting pissed, but then sees a magical fairy appear. It's Dahlia, who only reveals herself because she sensed Azura's necklace. Then Dahlia's pissed. The trolls leave. Alina attempts to drop exposition. Dahlia says, like, nope, can't help you. Then she drops exposition. She tried to talk to the Guardians when Dahlia first turned her back on Laverna, but the rest of the Guardians didn't believe her, except for Azura. So Dahlia doesn't want to do any favors for the Guardians. Alina's like, but Azura's in trouble. All of Fairytopia is in danger. And then Dahlia's like, well, why would I stick my neck out for them? Then Alina says, they're the friends you haven't met yet, which causes Dahlia to think. And then after a slight twist of the arm, she's like, ah, oh, what the hell? Sure, I'll say <laughs> I, I do love it. She just, she pulls out freaking old reliable. And Dahlia's just like, you son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> 
Then we go back with Hugh and Bibble. Alina arrives and introduces Dahlia. Things are going to get dangerous. Hugh and Bibble want to come and help. Then Dahlia says, we have the element of surprise on our side. So back with Laverna. Now all of the Guardians are trapped. All Laverna needs is Azura's necklace. And Azura's like, you have no way to take the power inside those gems. But then Laverna pulls out a crystal. And then she puts the crystal inside some hole, which activates these gemstones on the fairies. And the gemstones are looking for the missing one. The wingless fairy is close. We go back with Alina and the gang. They fly. Dahlia drops more exposition. Laverna created a device that uses the strength of her royal bloodline to suck the power from the fairy guardian necklaces and transfer the power to herself. This device has one weakness. The union point will always be fragile. And 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 Barbie turns and goes, ma'am, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> just be like, dude, I just... I get paid minimum wage. I, I, I don't know that. a damn I thing just, about any fairy shit. Dahlia's just Dahlia's just got she's just high off of the crack dust that the Keebler elves blew in her face. And she's just babbling to Barbie. So they look up in the distance and see Laverna's green lair. So the gang land behind a boulder. They can't travel by air anymore. Alina says, I'm going in alone. What which the others protest she'll find the union point and like Dahlia just doesn't go. She just kind of fucks off after this. <laughs> I love it. I love that. My favorite thing is Hugh and Bibbles are just like, no, no, the paint, you, it's too dangerous. And then Dahlia's like, okay, <laughs> fine by me. I don't really care. And so she just pieces out. At least for now. So Alina goes off into, to sneak into the castle, hiding behind Cacti, almost getting caught by the trolls. When Hugh comes in and acts as a distraction to the trolls, Alina runs yeah. off, but then gets cornered by another troll. Then Bibble comes in and trolls the troll by flying around him and, you know, generally being a nuisance like he's been this whole fucking movie. <laughs> B- Bibbles, Bibbles calls the troll slurs and doxes his location. <laughs> no, he's not Sniper Wolf. Um, oh, <laughs> I just love the idea of just allegedly, of just like, allegedly, allegedly. After alleged, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, allegedly, it's, it feels less allegedly. alleged, but yeah, allegedly. In quotations, no, I just love the idea. It's just like just the goblin just comes back home, and his goblin wife is like, "How was work today, sweetie?" And he was like, oh, "It's tough. It's tough." And then he's just scrolling through his phone and he just sees Bibbles with a phone right in front of his house. He's like, come outside, pussy. <laughs> and then he's just generally stealing other people's content. But, you know, we have fun here. <laughs> Damn, Bibbles is a menace. <laughs> so up with Hugh, Dahlia's riding him and the two spot, uh, spot firebirds who are getting close. But then Bibble on the ground still messes with the troll slapstick. Back with Alina, she's still sprinting towards the castle up in the sky. Hugh falls asleep, then crash lands into some cacti. Alina makes it into the evil castle. In the evil castle, Alina sneaks through. She hears footsteps as the trolls doing laps. So then she hides and sneaks past them. Then up with Laverna, she says hi to Dahlia, who's been captured in Bibble, I guess. Uh, Laverna does evil things. But then back with uh, Alina, we get more sneaking. She finds a massive staircase and heads up. And then she makes it to the top to reveal the evil lair with all the fairies and her friends. Alina tries to break Dahlia free, but Laverna's like, huh, lol. Laverna begins to bargain Alina's friends with Azura's necklace, to which Alina, with a rainbow in her eye, says never. And this makes Laverna shook. Gasp. Shooketh. 
shooketh. So then Laverna cha- uh, can change that, then magically makes dust appear around Alina. No, it's not crack cocaine. It's something that makes Alina have holographic wings. And then Laverna, <laughs> she thinks about it for a second. And all she has to do is put Azura's necklace around her neck, and then she can get everything she ever wanted. Lena approaches Azura. Laverna activates her evil device thing. Alina is getting closer and closer. Alina removes Azura's necklace and is about to put it on her neck and does. All the guardian stones have been evac- activated. Laverna laughs evilly. Azura reminds Alina about the friends you haven't met because, you know, we have to force that message down your fucking throats. And this breaks right. Alina... <laughs> it's so oh my god i love these movies i love these movies dog they're so like they're so like do you have you heard the bad guy is bad and you're like all right yeah you're like message received you're like cool dude so this breaks alina out of her trance and she sees what she's done sees the union point turns around faces laverna then fucking shohai otani fucking beams azura's necklace <laughs> at the she, union point yes <laughs> They they fucking they did a callback, which you know what shouts out. <laughs> it, Barbie should try out for the freaking like I don't know, try out for the Baltimore Orioles. Like, <laughs> now I gotta go come for the Atlanta Braves, please. We need it. As you're just like you're like, please, oh my god, you're like so we need we need her to beat the Philadelphia Phillies. <laughs> So the storm of colors and swirls after, around uh, hitting Laverna, which causes her to be destroyed as she explodes into a storm of colored particles. Alina's wings disappear. Bibble hugs Alina. The day is saved. Hooray. Later back at Alina's meadow. This is the epilogue. The pixies fly around, say hi. They're cool now. Dandelion is also here. She says hi. Then Hugh flies in for a quick hello. Then the enchantress appears and she tells Alina uh some kind words and the enchantress gives alina a necklace similar to the one worn by the guardians then the enchantress disappears alina's necklace glows rainbow sparkles around her to reveal wings this one they're buffalo flavored and alina is just so <laughs> happy and they fly off and they can all fly together yeehaw and god mike that's the that's the freaking movie we got through that this is fucking it. lightning speed we were speedy my lord dude call us barbie a fairy secret because we were fucking booking it it's god damn and there was no rush limbaugh to be found anywhere (laughs) which you know that's a good thing (laughs) we need generally speaking there's no there's no one calling the fairies just homophobic slurs so mike now that we're done any any final thoughts on the movie oh my god it was it's it's you would think that by the runtime that we are of the mindset that it's like, oh my God, it moves faster than Fairy Secret. It doesn't. It moves mm-hmm. slower. Mm-hmm. It's just less things occur outside of a bog standard storyline that makes you kind of roll your eyes and go, eh. Mm-hmm. And then just horrifying abominations. Yeah, it's really feels like with this movie that has a 70 minute runtime, you have just long stretches of just nothing. This thing could have been like 60 minutes and like flown by a little bit quicker. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, guys, I don't know. I would put this as like maybe a movie, maybe maybe a two, maybe a three, probably like more so leaning towards that two range because I mean, there's, you know, a plot here, I guess. Yeah, mean, like? exactly. This is this is definitely more movie two because mm-hmm. I think movie two because the plot you can still barely understand, but you don't need to understand much past fairies. Mm-hmm. So 
realistically, you can just look at it and just go like, all right, cool. She being a fairy and then look at the abominations <laughs> and then go, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you might need a, if you're in a, if you're in a legal state again, if you're in a legal state, you know, maybe partake in some. Um, how, Mike, how can I put this? Um, oh, you got to get fucking smoked out. Yeah, that you got to <laughs> do a couple bong rips, rip some shots and just grab a beer and watch this freaking movie. Hell yeah. Yeah, but guys, that was Barbie Fairytopia. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Mess Up at Midnight podcast. Go follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. You guys know the deal. Stay up to date with what we got going on. Mike, do you have anything you want to say? Next time, we're covering number two in the Fairytopia series, Mer- the Mermaidia one. Let me get the actual name. Give me a hot second. I believe it is uh, Barbie... Mer- Barbie fairy Barbie, Barbie magic of mermaidia. Ooh. Cool. This is zesty. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe the Rizzler will return. Will he? Oh. <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> Who's to say? But guys, thank you so much and we will see y'all next time. See you next time everybody. <laughs>